Hello, and welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder, and this is our podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. Today I'll be chatting with the Austin art collective Los Outsiders. They are curating our next group show, Capriotada, of a personal nature, which runs from October 2nd to November 1st. So let me introduce you to Los Outsiders. We have today Michael Anthony Garcia and Jaime Salvador Castillo, and not joining us, unfortunately, is Hector Hernandez and Robert Jackson Harrington. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about the artists you've chosen to include in this exhibition. How did you choose them, and what stood out to you all about each artist? When we first started talking about the show, we were thinking about who Los Outsiders is and what we do. And we've always wanted to provide opportunities for other artists. And so we thought about how Los Outsiders has provided those, those opportunities previously. And we came back to sort of the, the first time we curated a show. And it was just inviting artists that we loved, that we, that we were excited about. Um, so that's, that's where we started. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other, the other part, too, is that we were also talking about trying to work with artists that haven't been highlighted before in all, or haven't get really given artists of color really um, mm-hmm. trying to give them more opportunities and um, again just artists that we that we really enjoy and that we haven't worked with before uh, what, else, what else do you do you remember yeah um, I mean that, that, that kind of wraps it up you know we just wanted to see some new uh, faces some new work that we hadn't uh, worked with before so we, we sort of had this popcorn approach where we all just kind of came up with a... Each of us had like our own list of people and we compiled them. And then we tried to figure out ways to narrow that down. Because we had, I don't know, we had like how many, like 20-something maybe <laughs> on the first We, we were closer to 40. <laughs> okay, maybe it was 40. <laughs> so we were like, okay, we can do this democratically. or And so we come up with an artistic way, which is the first round was... Um, like a round of uh, exquisite corpse and so through that we kind of picked numbers and one of us picked one of the artists from the list and perhaps one of the works that kind of represented them and then the other person would pick a second piece from that artist that kind of tied to maybe the next artist that they got to pick so by the end I think we originally had like eight Artists, yeah, because because we were talking about originally before yeah. we came up with the exquisite corpse idea, we were talking about maybe selecting two artists each. That's right, that's um, right. for the four of us. Yeah. So yeah, we thought two rounds, and that way we'll we'll end up with eight artists. Yep. So we did that, and then uh, I think that first time it, it felt a little disjointed, which is you know it is through exquisite corpse it's going to happen, right? <laughs> and so we somehow kind of streamlined it down, and we ended up with like five and then as we did the studio visits with the five we started noticing all these kind of common conversations that were happening in the work or the production of the work that was like very serendipitous but i don't just felt like it was meant to be in a way too so yeah so we have uh five artists from different places really yeah, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll just jump back a little bit and say like oh, yeah. the the title Capirotada, mm-hmm. like that came from our original idea of like let's just invite artists that we love, um, and not really be too concerned about thematic threads. Um, but like Michael said, like once we started doing the studio visits, 
the background, that information just like really came out for all of them and it, it really coalesced the group of artists that we had invited. Mm-hmm. Can you talk individually about it, each artist and, and what you think they bring to the show? Okay, um, so we have uh, Ryan Runcie, who's an Austin-based artist. And uh, I've been familiar with his work for some time now. And he, he also does a lot of mural work. And I'd seen his paintings. He does like these large-scale paintings that are um, very autobiographical in nature. He also did some portraits of other people as well. But um, his use of color was really intriguing. Yes. Um, some of the, the materials that he uses in some of the paintings, like they're temperature reactive paint and things like that sorry there's pecans <laughs> dropping on us I thought it was the cat I was like, <laughs> like, I'm not a pigeon I promise <laughs> um, <laughs> and so yeah so uh, I had not seen his work in a gallery setting and that was like one of the reasons I wanted to kind of bring him into the conversation so in this uh, in the show he has several paintings that kind of were very personal in nature uh, connection almost like a meditation on nature itself through uh, dried flowers and things like that that's the imagery that's in the work so I think that was our first visit wasn't it correct yeah okay do you want to ping pong and um, sure I like who, who should we go with next <laughs> I think there's a connection to Paloma but um, I was going to talk about Rachel Cominos yeah um, She's an artist based in down in the valley in uh, McAllen, I believe. And uh, Robert Jackson Harrington, he's he's the one that brought that artist to our attention. Um, I guess he found her on Instagram, her artwork, and was really excited about it. And then introduced it to us. And we, she works in textiles, and she creates these. Uh, now I'm forgetting what that process is called. <laughs> With the oh yes, it's um, it's like a, a the gun that she uses. The loops, yeah. Yeah, it's, we it's, should know. We should. We should know. This. I know we should know this. <laughs> <laughs> Is it loop rug or no? Not uh, well. She uses different techniques within each piece. Okay. So some of it's more. It's not embroidery. Yeah, but she has the different processes to get the different uh, textures. Textures and, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. So it's. Um, I guess in in some way they're industrial processes, right? So it's processes that you would think of in terms of making tapestries and 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 carpets and and rugs. Um, but she uses these patterns that are really, um, really exciting, re- like organic, and and the overall shape is also organic as well. In the studio visit, in conversations with with Rachel, she revealed that the personal nature and the personal approach to the works, the stories behind them, and, and just how uh, I think what a lot of artists are feeling right now in these times of of, of quarantine and and not really being able to connect with others physically. Yeah, just that 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 anxiety and that that loneliness and that um, meditative opportunities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that art has. Yeah, that that really was just like an eye opener for us. Yeah, on, yeah, in terms of like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. the show is coming together. Yeah, yeah, that's that was the first one, and then little by little, like everyone else's work kind of started fitting together in that way, and we're like, whoa, like you almost would think that we did this intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, also we, we didn't mention like so capirotada. The title is a it's, a, it's a Mexican bread pudding that is just like made with everything you have in the kitchen kind of thing. Just all, all the fruits, the nuts, everything you have just thrown together. And it's like this delicious thing made out of so much diversity. And so, um, so that's kind of how this happened. 
but even even though it's like these disparate elements, they come together to make this one amazing thing. And so that kind of fit what we're doing as well. The next artist I think we looked at was Julie DeVries out of Houston. And she is a painter. And I've seen her work online for, for many years. She's also married to another artist that we'd worked with in the past, Sebastian Bonsi. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, um, but she kind of always stuck out in my mind because she's very prolific. Um, and actually, Jill, you got to be part of that studio right. visit. Wow, it was a whirlwind. Yeah, like so <laughs> much work. And so we very quickly narrowed it down to her uh, work that speaks to nature, uh, specifically vegetation, and the abstraction that she kind of can pull out of it, even when she's being literal. And her use of color, that was like another connection to to maybe uh, Rachel's work, some of the color, as well as like Ryan's. And so some of the pieces that are in the show are more abstracted pieces of nature, where others are a little more literal, but still kind of straddle that line. Yeah, definitely yeah, a thread. Yeah. Yes. Um, easily our, one of our more excited artists in the show, the studio visit. She was just like, oh my gosh, so yeah. gung-ho, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost got dizzy there for a little while. Oh, I know. I was like... <laughs> Like, what about this painting? It was, it was awesome. <laughs> and then we had uh, Su Min Young. We had a studio visit with Su Min. Um, I was familiar with her work from another project that I do, Eyes Got It. She participated in one of those years, in one of the Eyes Got It competitions. And uh, actually, I didn't, somebody else, I think it was maybe Robert or Hector that, that nominated her to, for, for consideration. Mm-hmm. I was familiar with her other body of work, which is... Um, like the landscapes where they're uh, black and white graphite and then maybe there's a splash of color in, in the body of, of water or in the in the forest and trees but as we did the studio visit she showed us this other body of work that I wasn't familiar with and it was just really um, photorealistic color pencil drawings and, and they're just exquisite I think I noticed during the studio visit like everybody's eyebrows kind of going up when she showed us the, that body of work and we're like yeah. yeah, this is yep. this is like, really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though it's photorealistic, you can see what it is. Like she had this again, this backstory to it that just again, like it's personal, but it's also universal feelings, um, and just really s- strengthened that that thread going through through all the artists that we invited. Yeah, and a way of like re- returning to nature for like this sense of calm. So that fit with what the other artists were doing as well. Uh, finally, we have uh, Paloma Mayorga. Uh, another Austin-based artist, and I, uh, I'd worked with her before on a show I curated at Texas State, uh, but been familiar with her work for a long time as well. And then she was part of the oh, she's a, she's doing an online artsy yes, um, yes, program with, with us, Jill. yeah. Uh, but then she had also been here for the oh, Crit group. group, yes, yeah, yes, 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 Contemporary Austin. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of uh, a different body of work than she had shown here. It's these large format photos that she creates using a scanner, like a, a desktop scanner, with different elements that are of uh, natural origin. So, like plants, uh, dried flowers, incorporating parts of her body, and that's where kind of she overlapped with a couple of the other artists. So it's you know has some elements of figurative reference, but then there's also an abstraction through the scanning process and the nature. And yeah, it's these beautiful, very meditative pieces, even just in their own, in their own right. I mean, you look at them and they're, I don't know, I think of them as like encapsulated mantras in a way. It's just like this small space um, 
you know you have the the the, the bed of the or flatbed of the the scanner right and all this information that's captured by it and that moment is like sealed yeah perfect yeah <laughs> those are the amazing artists we're working with this time around so i'm wondering is it is it hard as a group to curate a show um or do you guys have you guys been working so long that you all like have your natural fit with each other and because i prefer curating by myself so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how you you do with four people yeah i mean just like any other um collaborative work you got to learn how to step back sometimes and you know let let another person do their thing and hear them out and then you know be able to be open to changing you know accommodating yeah, I'd say it's, yeah. it's just a different type of challenge. It's, I know I can speak for myself when I go into working with, with the group. I want to make sure that all of our voices are heard and, and come through. Mm-hmm. So I think with this one, like the, the Exquisite Corpse was, a, was a, a, a tool for us to keep it, like Michael said, democratic, to make sure we all had opportunity to, to insert our voices. Because um, we do have slightly diverging aesthetics. Yes. Very um, diverging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's also a strength of ours, I think right? So, too. so, yeah. so that's yeah. why I wanted to make sure that we that we all had were able to input, provide input, mm-hmm. um, but then also at the end of the day have it cohesive. That that strategy was helped us do that, do both of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said at first, that first round it didn't quite feel right, and I think all of us were kind of feeling that, but we we're like trying to feel each other's opinions out, right, like, right. And then we're like, okay, this is not working, right? Okay, so then we like we kind of like <laughs> took the elements of what we had done, and then we reworked it, and it and it turned into what we have now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we've been doing this for what, thirteen years now, right? You're old, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've always been a curatorial collective as opposed to like an art collective, right? Uh, although we've we've submitted some of our own work before and projects we've done, but yeah, so I think it's kind of like it's comfortable for us for the most part and we kind of know what to expect from each other too like okay I know if I put this idea forward that's not going to gel with this person so I'll, I'll keep that for maybe a, my own project or something you know right so you, yeah yeah there is a negotiation but the, that's why I say like want to make sure that everybody has their input mm-hmm. but no, kind of already know how someone's going to react mm-hmm. but yeah just making sure that we're, we're all heard when it is a group project like this um, when it's more of like let's all show our work then that's like that's kind of like a free for all yeah. But here, like when we're curating something, we want that cohesiveness, that we want that, that shared vision. And I think just agreeing at the beginning, like this is, this is what we, our goal is. Like, are we all on the same, are we all agreeing that this is our goal? I mean, that's how I feel we've done yeah, the projects definitely. in the past. Yeah. And then in this one, we, we had like the extra added uh, bonus of getting to, to work with Jill. And the, you know, I mean, we've worked with you in the past. And of course, we have, you know, I feel like we have a good relationship and yeah. we understand each other. Yeah. And so, like, you kind of became like the fifth Beatle in this process. <laughs> <laughs> so she got to be, I like that. <laughs> she got to do some of the, the studio visits with us. And um, she invited us over for the final layout of the show. And we all got to. And it was a good process. Pong. Yeah. Yeah. It's very comfortable, which I, is. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy as pie. Easy as pie. Yes, yes. <laughs> so before we wrap up, is there anything you want our audience to know about the show that we haven't talked about already? Uh, I think it is a really good fit for the times that we're in right now. Oh, yes. Uh, especially since, you know, you're, you're doing um, by appointment. By appointment, yeah. So 
people can be a little more meditative, I think, with the work. They can come in with themselves. Is, is it what, a two-person? Or how, how many people? Uh, can up to five people can up make to an five appointment. Okay. Yep. And so, like, you can kind of sp- go around the space and be in your own little sp- moment with the... Uh, with the pieces and yeah and uh, i think the work lends itself towards that too i so, do too yeah yeah i mean i agree mm-hmm. like it's it's there's a lot to look at mm-hmm. but there's plenty of space for for that meditative and and just contemplative moments yeah yeah so please come by and give a good review on yelp <laughs> 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 sorry that's an inside joke <laughs> But do it anyway. Yes, please do. <laughs> well, thanks, you two, for, for doing this little podcast. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, thank you for inviting <laughs> us. <laughs> All right. I want to thank Los Outsiders for joining me on this podcast. The exhibition, Capriotata, of a personal nature, will run October 2nd to November 1st by appointment. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and Black Drum Set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive, for the intro. Thanks so much.